Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I am really excited to have with me Roz, the diva maze, and we are going to be discussing building confidence in plus-size women. If you do not know about this woman, get ready because she is phenomenal. Um, I'm already deeply in love with her just from the little glimpses that I've seen of her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, She has dedicated many late nights at the gym to becoming a stronger and healthier athlete. Pole dancing is her sport of choice, followed by TRX strength and conditioning and flexibility training. Among her finest contributions to the pole world has been creating Dangerous Curves, a celebration of plus-size pole dancers. Her talents have led to an SAG membership for professional stunt work in Law & Order, SVU, The Big C, and That's My Boy. She loves to teach obnoxiously loud classes at Body & Pole, Incredipole, and Brooklyn Fit Lab in New York City. She's also the subject of Dangerous Curves, a documentary featured by the New York Times. When she isn't half naked and sweaty, Diva's usually making pancakes with Beyonce. So I just want to <laughs> welcome you to the show. I love your bio. Um, I love your work. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Superpower Expert. You know what's so funny is I always laugh when I hear people in the most like serious professional tones read the end of my bio when <laughs> I'm pancakes and Beyonce. I wrote that. It's like it's a very real dream that I have, but it's ridiculous. And when people say it with a straight face, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I think it's pretty great. Um, way to manifest, girl. Way to manifest. Um, so I'm going to start off with the question that I ask all of our guests, and I'm really curious to hear your answer. What are your superpowers? Well, I think my superpowers, my first and most important superpower is paying rent in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Man, let me tell you about the struggle. And that's something that is really like, I mean, obviously paying rent is hard anywhere. And people know that New York City is notorious for just being expensive for no good reason. But you know, there were times where I could not afford to pay my rent or I, I was paying it in pieces. Mm-hmm. I would send a couple hundred dollars at a time. So the fact that I can now pay my rent without having to worry each month, uh, for me, that's a big deal. and something I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I believe you have another superpower which is empowering women who our media doesn't necessarily lift up and celebrate as sexy to feel that way. Um, That's just, that's, that's my projected superpower onto you from, from what I have seen about your work. And I really want to talk some more with you about that because I think it's so profound what you're doing and so important and so needed, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about sort of how that journey started for you, I'd be really curious to hear. Sure. So uh, I am a professional pole dancing instructor and a personal trainer. And 
pole is my sport of choice. Uh, it was my gateway drug into doing fitness as a full-time career. And it's nothing that I sought out on purpose. And it's nothing that I knew I wanted to do um, until it happened. And I'm so glad that it did happen because I love it to death. Teaching is one of the greatest things to ever happen to me. So um, it really is so much fun and it's so important to me and I'm excited that I get to do this all the time on purpose and I started pole dancing just about 11 years ago now and it was just a class at the gym so I was like oh it's not the word dance in it I really like to dance I should try this and I tried it and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life I couldn't lift my arms for a week and I've been hooked ever since <laughs> and I I, I started teaching pole uh, as a side hustle seven years ago, um, probably almost eight years ago now. Wow. And I have been doing fitness as my full-time career, a.k.a. the thing that pays my rent, uh, for the last four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And yet it seems like what's really getting you notoriety is your willingness to speak out about and just to be to be upfront and public about sort of the challenge of the body image thing we've got going in our culture. Yeah, it's uh, it's an ugly thing going yeah. on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one thing you know, since probably since about puberty for me, so a solid twenty years, if not a little bit more, um, I have only I've been ashamed of my weight. Um, I've been overweight since yeah, since the start of puberty, and I, I, I haven't, I haven't found peace with my appearance, and I think one of the reasons why I'm slightly obsessed with helping other people to feel strong and to feel positive about their appearance is because I'm trying to do that. So my hope is that if I can be someone else's light, then maybe a little bit of that light will rub off on me. Mm. And even though, you know, I have, I have yet to believe the things that I tell other people <laughs> and put that into practice myself, um, I've been crazy fortunate because other people have not hesitated to be my light, especially when I couldn't do that for myself. And so who, how have people showed up for you? Like what, what has that looked like for you in those times when you weren't believing it for yourself? Like what did, who was it? How'd they show up? What'd they say? What'd they do? Sure. So I think the people who showed up, it was, it was a variety of people, um, but they came in just in time. I would say one of the first ways is that uh, just something as simple as liking and commenting on my early social media posts. And, you know, I'm talking about when I had 35 people <laughs> like my page. And, you know, I was, I was related to half those people. <laughs> and, you know, when I was just starting out, trying to figure out what on earth I was doing, how I was going to build um, a career, you know, a real career out of doing these kinds of, fit of fitness. And, you know, things were looking bleak. And not because I thought it couldn't happen, but it just, it takes time. You know, you don't start, you don't say, I'm going to start this career. And then 
you know, a month later, you've got right. rent set up, you've yeah. got, you know, bills, and you've got an appliance. Like, man, it's a good two years mm-hmm. really to get into a group. And I think two years is still being generous mm-hmm. depending on the industry that you're in and the kind of work that you're trying to do. Yes. So, you know, during those times when I had maybe three or four people who just liked my posts, um, I, you know, that meant a lot. And, you know, one of them was my mom. Um, my, you know, I must say my parents, uh, mom, dad, Lindsay and Grammy um, and my cousin Beyonce in there. <laughs> uh, they have been, uh, they're the original team diva. <laughs> they have supported absolutely everything I've ever done and they're amazing. So I think before I even knew to talk about a light, they, those four was five, excuse me, was five people have been there all day, every day. That's and, very amazing. And so there, ha- there hasn't been any, cause I would think that, you know, to choose pole dancing as a career, like there's a lot of stigma around that and parents might have, could have an issue with it. Right? I could see that being a problem for some people. Right. So it's. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I would have kicked my ass at some point. There's a real, you know, and I actually, for a while now, I think it's now dissipated, but uh, for a good like year and a half, two years, I carried so much guilt with me mm. because not just because of pole dancing, I tried to make, I wanted to make that a very viable part of my career, but just fitness in general. And not because I think anything is wrong with it, but it's difficult when you've gone to private schools your whole life. And um, especially, you know, you stood out in those schools and stood out as one of the few people of color and then you did well. So everyone's like, we can't wait to see what you mm-hmm. make of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're putting external pressure, not undue external pressure, but it was like, I was excited. I, you know, I thought I was headed to Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to be somebody's chief diversity officer at this point. And, you know, that's the, I was on that curb path for a while and it was cool until it wasn't. And so I had the guilt, like when all my friends were running around with advanced degrees and they got their JDs and they got their masters. And I've, I know multiple people with PhDs under the age of 40, like what? That's, that's some higher hardcore overachieving. And then here's me. Uh, with my regular ass bachelor's degree and I'm sweating for a living with no benefits, no insurance, no paid time off um, and a a regular paycheck. Mm -hmm. So I, all those things, you know, as I mentioned, my parents, I gave them a lot of opportunity to freak out and to question what I was doing, but they never took the bait. I don't know why they were like, break up, keep going. I was like, what? (laughs) that's that's awesome i would much rather take that than have to fight my family like that would be absolutely miserable yeah so i i recognize this as a huge win Mm -hmm. and i know it's a special one because there are so many people in poll even those aren't even teaching they just take poll where all all they want to do is have the support of the people that they really care about Mm-hmm. And they don't always have that. So I'm incredibly lucky that I do have that. And that my parents didn't freak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we're lucky about that too, because you might not be doing it so powerfully. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we have to go to a quick break. 
Uh, we've been talking with Roz Mays about building confidence in plus size women. And when we get back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that topic. Before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Absolutely. Feel free to stalk me at rozthediva.com. That's R-O-Z-E-T-H-E-D-I-V-A.com. Stay tuned. Uh, actually, right no E. It's just R-O-Z, the diva. T-H-E, right? The diva? Yep. Oh, did I say R O Z E? I'm sorry. R O Z R O Z T H E D I V A dot com. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Great. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, and we're back. So, Roz, what would you say like some of the biggest challenges have been for you in this journey? Well, I think certainly the biggest challenge is figuring out what is this journey going to be? Um, there are pole dancing as a sport and as a profession outside of strip clubs is a very, very new concept. And I had a few other friends who had done this. Uh, done this as in they, you know, they left their regular jobs and they started teaching either full time or part-time and they were traveling around the world teaching specialty workshops and competing and doing all this fancy stuff. So uh, I had an idea of what it would look like, but I mean, I really didn't know. And it takes a good amount of trial and error. It takes uh, so much hope. I mean, I can't underestimate, I can't stress that enough of how much hope it takes that you just have to hold on hope as in you say hey i'm coming to your city to do this workshop and you have four people show up and you've just flown across the country and you know spent money and when those four people come you were hoping for way more than that but those four people you still got to give them a great class and you do this with the hopes of, well, I'm new, so of course no one knows who I am. But when I come back in two years, you know, I want to have 20-something people and not just these four. So you have to you, know, you start out with business knowing that it's going to be a lot of early mornings, late nights, events that are sparsely attended, if attended at all. And, but you know, if you put out a good product and a good service, uh, you've got to keep hope alive. And yeah, I mean, that's the entrepreneur journey right there. Oh my goodness gracious. It really is. And you've also got to stay agile to adapt to who is around you and what's around you and what they need rather than, I think one reason why I was able to pick up steam as early as I did 
early as in within the first like two years of me going full time was because I had a brand and I definitely had a personal brand, but mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't saying, Hey, here's what I am. Go love this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, here's what I'm available to do. And, but then letting, but paying attention to who was actually my customer, who was paying attention to me, who was spending money on my classes and who was showing up. And then I started to tailor my brand and my services around that population. And that's how I got to work with so many plus size people and plus size women in particular. Because you found it was a need, right? Yeah, I found there was a need, and those are the people that were following me. Those are the people that were saying, you know, I wasn't going to go to the gym, but I saw, but you look like me, or yeah. you kind of look like me. So I'm like, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's when I was like, well, let me just keep rolling with this because it makes sense. And that in and of itself is so huge to the whole, she looks like me, and if she can do this, I can do this. Because we're so, our culture so image driven right now i think now probably more than any other time on the planet because of social media um because of the high gloss iphone photos that we can take you know wherever we are at any time i mean it's really it's a thing and it's i would venture to say it's becoming like a psychological issue culturally the 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 image piece you know and so to have someone who's courageous enough to to look different and do it anyway, I think is really, really huge. Um, I know I shared with you right before we got on, like I've struggled with weight my whole life, right? And so for me, when I first saw you, it was like, oh my God, this woman is so amazing. And I, and I know because of my own journey, the courage that it takes to just be like, you know what? F it, I'm just going to do it anyway because I love this, because I love how it makes me feel or whatever your motivation is. I don't want to assume I know what that is for you, but um, I mean, that's, that's just, it's so invaluable. Thank you. And yeah, you're right. It's definitely, I'll be the first person to tell you, I still got a whole lot of weight related demons that I'm fighting mm-hmm. and you know, my weight has impacted my sense of worth uh, mm-hmm. for almost as long as I can remember. And my appearance um, so I think, I think too, though, people see the things that I do be like running around the internet half naked and they're like, that's so creeps. That's so brave. It's such a bold step. I'm hot. Like <laughs> I'm just hot. I'm tired of wearing clothes. And for years I wanted to do the simplest thing. I just wanted to work out in a sports bra and shorts yeah. at the gym because that's what all my slender friends were doing. Right. And for years, I didn't think I was allowed to do that because I was too fat and that's yes. just not allowed. And you can't do like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but the thing with pole, which is crazy is you have to wear pretty much as little as possible because you need skin to grip the pole. Cotton does not grip metal. Mm-hmm. That's science (laughs) you need something uh with some heft to it like human skin dry human skin um is fantastic for gripping onto metal Mm -hmm. and after a while you know you can only go so far in pole dancing if you don't have as much skin available as possible so that was actually my main motivation for taking my shirt off and then 
once I did that, I was like, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. And uh, I, I, ran, I, I distinctly remember, too, um, the class that I did, and I was teaching a class. And when I got home, I cried for two hours. Mm. And I, I cried from, like, the depths of, like, my soul. Mm. I cried hard because it was like the weight of the world had significantly been lifted from my shoulders. And, you know, since then, so I think it's, you know, thank you for everybody out there who thinks that this is such a brave thing and I'm making such a feminist statement, but I'm hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm legit hot. It's the same reason why I cut my hair. I, I didn't do it with any preconceived notions about making a statement or having a fresh start or being young, black, and cute because I'm young, black, and cute anyway. I was just, I go to the gym, I sweat all the time. I don't want to have pretty hair and then have to take care of it. So if I'm almost bald, it doesn't matter. I can just sweat all I want. And that's how we got here. I love that though. And yet, I mean, you say that, you know, you're hot and yet you had that really powerful experience afterwards of going home and crying. It's like, like, you know how big that is for people. And the fact that you like, I just, I don't, I don't want to hear you diminish the fact that you provide a space for women to be able to also have that experience. Like that's really huge because I know for myself, like I have done a lot of work on my, you know, self-worth and self-confidence piece. And yet I'm not going to go to the, I'm not at a point yet in my life where I feel comfortable going to the gym and wearing nothing but a sports bra and shorts, even if I am hot as all get out. (laughs) Well, uh, I have to thank you for not letting me entirely run away from a compliment because that's something that I'm very good at. Yeah. Uh, as in, you know, people like you're, you're so inspirational. I'm like, not really. Yeah. But and, yes, really. Yes, really. Yeah. And it's so hard because it's, I see, I don't, I wouldn't be, I don't feel that way about myself because I don't think I'm doing something that's proprietary to just me. I feel like, Anybody, if you've got the right kind of background, if you've got the drive to go out and educate yourself, you also can have a successful career in fitness. Like, I'm not saying anything new. I'm not doing anything that's particularly bold. There's very few things I should say that I'm doing that are bold and different. But, I mean, for the most part, I don't think what I'm doing is something that nobody else can do. So in my mind, that's why when people are like, you're so inspiring, you're so inspiring, encouraging, empowering, I'm like, I mean, like I'm straight chilling, but I wouldn't consider myself more inspiring than anybody else. Well, I agree with you on one level, and I also want to hear you give yourself a little bit more credit on another, because I think what people are saying when they come up to you and they say, you're so inspiring, is they're saying, I would not be able to do that, what you're doing, you know? And that's, that's something to acknowledge. Like you are doing something that'll, and that's why we have this problem in our culture because there are so many plus size women out there who don't feel like it's their place to get up and do that. And yet the more of us that do, the more normal it becomes, right? That like, oh yeah, anybody can dress like that. It's okay. Yeah right? It's okay. We have to normalize it. And you, my dear, are playing a huge role in normalizing that. And I just, I'm, I'm going to continue to take hats off and, and give you kudos for that. 
I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna let us on that one because I know I. This is see. This is why we're friends. This is why <laughs> because I will do everything I can to run away. And you're like, nah, Heffa, you're gonna take this today. Yeah, yeah. Because we need <laughs> but, you know, we need more of that in the world. Because you think about you know, like I have a daughter, right? I have a six year old daughter, and she. I'm seeing her already. She's getting inundated with all the princess stuff, all the, all the stuff. And it's like, I'm not, I don't even have that much of it in the house. And yet she's, she sees it everywhere she goes, right? It's all over the place. And, and so if the more of us who don't look like that, who can step up and be all over the place, like think about our children and how it's affecting that. Like we may never I've kind of had to come to terms with this in my life, right? Like I might never in my lifetime reap the full benefits of the work that I'm doing in the world. I reap some of them, but I might never see the full extent of it. But if my good daughter and her friends and her children do, then I've done something good. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. set, you know, especially if, if somebody else, you know, can benefit from your work, that's, that's the goal. Game over. Who's won. Yeah, so game over, girl. You won because you're doing it. And thank you so much for doing it. And I just, I feel so honored that you agreed to take time out of your day to come on the show, to talk to me, to be here. Um, I'm so grateful for you and the work that you're doing in the world and keep doing it. And thank you. And you're awesome. And thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to like plaster you all over the place because I want to see more of that. And to those of you who are listening out there today, you know, I'm, I'm going to set a challenge. Ooh, I'm getting nervous. I'm like, oh, am I going to do this myself? I'm out here living in Southern California right now. So maybe it's time to go get a bikini and just do it anyway. Right? Because why not? Cause you know, and I'm just, I'm going to warn you right now. Once you get a bikini, you don't go back to full coverage it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. i got my first bikini like three years ago man i haven't seen a one piece since i can't spell one piece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love it i love it <laughs> so thank you so much um is there any you know anything you want to leave our listeners with today before we before we end our time together uh yeah i just wanted to uh, remind Barack that he agreed to babysit for the twins while Beyonce and I are on the road. And I got, she got caught up. She was, you know, you know, she's got to do with Jay Z. You know, blues old. She could tie her own shoes now. It's fine. So uh, I'm ready. Basically, I just want to let I just want to let Uncle Barry know we good. <laughs> All right, Barack, you up? <laughs> oh my gosh i love it oh my gosh i love it so much thank you thank you for this thank you um and to our listeners out there i love you thank you for tuning in and until next time go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply many blessings are you ready to discover your superpowers go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today